on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin, one pound to put in Mama's fridge. Where the wobbler and the dragonfly knew us like they knew the river bend. But as sure as yabbies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end. And a very good morning, everyone. It's six minutes after four. Good to have the pleasure of your company. Yesterday was a warm one. Today is going to be a very similar right up and down the east coast of New South Wales and up into Queensland as well. The official forecast for today, north to north easterly winds, 15 to 20 knots, reaching up to 25 knots offshore by evening. The seas should be around one metre, increasing to 1.5 to 2 metres during the afternoon. Swell-wise, a southerly at 2 metres, increasing to... 1.5 of a metre during the morning, then decreasing to around a metre by midday. The overall general outlook, Alan Blake, is mostly sunny. Good morning to you, sir. Morning, Grant. Good morning, everyone. No Kieran again today. He's still on the uh, getting better list. Yes. But uh, it's one of those things. But, uh, you'll get there. But just looking at the weather, it's uh, quite nice at the moment. Sydney area is all nor and nor'easters at um, around 3 to 7 knots. Illawarra's got a northerly at uh, 13 to 19 knots. If we look up north, uh, Williamtown showing east nor'easter at 5 to 6. Nobbies is a nor'easter at 9 to 13. Nora Head nor nor'easter at 13 to 15. So you get up further, still a southerly influence. Cool and Gatter, southerly 6 to 8. Cape Byron, southwest 11 to 13. Yambers are west southwest at 4 to 7. So, no, it looks like a nice day, a nice weekend. Enjoy the summer while we have it. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to last for much longer. This is definitely our final heat wave, isn't it? I would suggest uh, it won't be long. It'll, it'll turn very quickly. Yeah. But, uh, and what is it? La Nina's over? El Nino's now? Whatever. So we're going to get a flash drought? <laughs> I love, love that, that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it has been a bit of a mixed bag over this summer. It's been a while since we've had a, a proper summer. But yes. the good news is it doesn't seem to be, you know, affecting fishing too much. Maybe certain species aren't around, but, gee, every single fish report you read still at the moment, they're just yeah, going look, the weather's ballistic. Good. It's cyclic. It's, it's good to see the, the barometer's in the right spot. It's quite happy. There's not this big drop in the barometer. Uh, unfortunately, there's some news out of uh, western New South Wales. Uh, well, it, they'll call it a fish kill at Menindee Lakes. Yeah. But it's a natural occurrence. Yeah. You know, these bonefish out there, they're a boom or bust species. And when it's boom time, they boom. But when as soon as it turns, there's not enough oxygen in the water and they die. Yeah. Yeah. And all these people, oh, it's ridiculous, oh! He can't change it. Yeah, cycles. Yeah, and that's yeah. all it is type of thing. And that's one of the things that we, we tend to forget too, you know, like when, when you take a look at uh, the way not only, you know, droughts and, and floods work, but, you know, in, entire weather patterns, it's all in cycles on top of cycles on top of cycles, yeah. you know. Um, and you're going to have these extremes. It's a country we live in. There are always extremes. And, and we've spoken about it. Like, we've had so much rain over the last couple of, not just summers, but winters as well. Yes. We get a decent summer, there's going to be bushfires everywhere. And what what will everyone be saying? Oh, yeah. Climate change. <laughs> Climate change. It's just a fact of, you get it, it grows, everything grows. That's what happens. It, it, yeah, I know. Don't get me started. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry, I'm baiting you. No, I, can just, oh, I can see oh, the yeah. look on your face. Yeah, the I listeners know. can't. I know. But, uh, yeah, some people are reasonable at some things, but they're not reasonable at other things. Yeah, that's that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, tides: six ten a.m. one point seven six, a decent tide. A low this afternoon one oh one p.m. point three seven, and a high this evening at seven oh four one point Meters. Yeah, coming into work this morning, the, the moon just about, just before 2am started coming up over the horizon and I thought, okay, this is going to be a late high tide today. It's going to be a gentleman's hours. It's nice hours. Yes. It's good to see. But, uh, 
Fishing reports. Actually, we've got a few. Jason Isaac, Ned Kelly's bait and tackle. See all the beaches up there at um, some nice whiting on Broom and Lighthouse, the school Mullaray around Lake Cateye. And the rocks, tail of Benito about most of the headlands, a few long-tailed tuna also from Hat Head and Point Perpendicular. The estuaries flat is still consistent right throughout the Hastings. Nice brim off the break walls despite the full moon phase along with the better Mulloway. Offshore, the black marlin still around in good numbers along with Mahi Mahi at the Fad and Wider Trap Boys. Some nice snapper and pearl perch in the 50 to 70 metre mark off Plummer. That's Jason Isaac, Ned Kelly's Bait and Tackle, 42 Gordon Street at Port Macquarie. Just on, on that, um, I saw a photo during the week that they lost the fad off Byron Bay and they found it down off Bateman's Bay. <laughs> <laughs> it travelled a little way. <laughs> Went for a little tour of its own. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so it shows what the car is doing, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It's a good trip. And okay. Speaking of that, Karen, I was just having a look at it. Um, it's, it's tightened back into the coast, particularly down towards Wollongong area uh, at the moment, too. And it's probably not as hard as it was running last week. We've got 1.3, but you don't have to go far off to get it. Beautiful thing is, though, if you're heading out of Botany Bay, Sydney Harbour or Pittwater, uh, there's a little bit of a lull area uh, there. So the current, you know, backs right off to, to almost nothing. So you've got a little bit before you start uh, making your way to New Zealand involuntarily. Yeah, but it's good if you're going downhill. Wait for a little while, then it'll push up the hill, and that's when you go. That's... Yeah, I'm sort of waiting for it to push up the hill at the moment. <laughs> that's a fairly good indicator of what's happening with the weather, too. Yeah, yeah. Because it'll turn. When, when the weather turns, the current's got to turn. Yeah. So it won't take too long. we better take a break. There's the high tide in the Super Network. On the Super Radio Network, talking sports. Back with the full team, of course. Gab Robbo, as per usual, will be fielding in left field. Peter Tunks will be holding tight up front. The top, Freddie Papworth, to join us a little bit later off the bench. And yours truly, Grant Hughes, uh, trying to maintain some sort of semblance of reality throughout in the year of 2023. Good luck. The boys talk sport. Look, best three hours of radio on in Australia, I've got no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Well, I saw you, Hughesy, on a bit of a Facebook clip they took of you yesterday, and I thought an immaculate man like you would be dressed as the nines, and there you were in a singlet with your guns out, and I thought, good on you, son. Weekday afternoons, the boys talk sports. Yeah, look, I'm out bushing Queensland, I just absolutely love your show. You were dearly missed, and I, I, I think you should be a law against you taking holidays <laughs> anyway. Have your say. Love your show, boys, and really, really appreciate every three hours of experience. Uh, Thank well you, done. On the Super Radio Network. Lucy was just five when she was removed from her parents after years of trauma and neglect. Her elderly grandparents took her into their care, but they were desperate for help to meet her needs. Thanks to Mission Australia, they're now wrapped in a blanket of support and Lucy has transformed into a happy, healthy girl. Help vulnerable Australian children and their grandparents when crisis hits. Call 1-800-888868 or visit missionaustralia.com.au to donate today. You can escape the rat race to enjoy a leisurely break at Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn. As a special bonus, when you make a reservation at Winning Post Motor Inn, mention you heard about it here and you'll receive a complimentary bottle of local Charnwood Estate wine to take home with you. To find out more or to make a reservation, you go to winningpostmotorin.com.au or you can call Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn for a booking on 63 72 33 33. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measuring quote. Hi, I'm Graham Hughes. If you need help managing arthritis, do as I did and try Arbor Vitae Joint Health. 
After I finished my football career, old injuries meant my life was full of aches and pains. That was until I discovered Arbor Vitae Joint Health. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms do persist, consult your healthcare professional. Go to Arbor Vitae, that's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U or phone 1300-879-863. Everything you need to know now. Sydney's 2SM. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It's just gone 15 after 4 here on High Tide. Grant Boyden and Alan Blake in the studio. Kieran Week on, Kieran Ricky on the sick list. Kieran's Week. <laughs> Kieran's Week. It's always Kieran's Week. We miss you, Kizza. Uh, now, question, listen to this ring. He said, if you did not have access to a tide chart, is there any other way in brackets, traditionally or otherwise, elsewise, to determine when the next high or low tide would be. So my answer to that would be, um, if you're offshore, it doesn't make that much difference because the current's doing the job. Yeah. But if you're in river or estuary, you can look, and as long as you know which way the mouth of the river is, you can actually watch the water, you'll see if it's running in or out. Plus, you can look at the oysters and the mussels and the seaweed on the rocks where you are and see where it is. So is the tide running out or is it running in? And you'll get a fairly good idea of what it is. Even if you're fishing at the front of somewhere, rock fishing, uh, again, you can look at what's going on there with the, uh, with the, with the edges of the riverbank or the mouth of the rocks. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's why I look at it. I can sit there. You can see the water going under itself. So if the tide's running out, for instance, and the nor'east is blowing on the east coast, you'll see the water going underneath itself on the waves. You can watch something on the water, see which way it goes. Same if it's a run-in tide. Uh, that's, that's how I check it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking for the high tide line and then estimating. Yes. Um, that it's going to get to roughly that. That sort of high. You take it a step further. I remember Sir Robin Knox Johnson, who I did the the uh, fifteen. Can't Hobart believe recipe. you sail. I'm just so yeah. jealous that you've even met Lovely the guy. Lovely man too. And we were talking about bits and pieces. And um, doesn't muck around with his wording, though. I know he's quite good. <laughs> he's quite good. But you know, we're talking about things because when he sailed around the world in 1968, didn't have GPSs, didn't have hmm. bits and pieces. I said, oh, how did you estimate speed? He said, we'll just pick something in the water and count how many seconds it travels to. Yeah. It travels about eight or ten feet. Yeah. That's how we are. That's, it's simple maths. Yeah. It's not, not rocket science. That's what I love about Kirsten that's leading um, the uh, Golden Globe race at the moment. Yeah. Purely Sexton. Yeah. You yeah. know, I just... Oh, incredible. Actually, they're just all sailing into a big lull at okay. the equator at the moment. Yes. So it's going to get really interesting, this race. Really yeah, interesting. You, you talk about you know, navigation skills we've lost. You, know, you look at Cook and people like yeah. that. I refer back to Charles Lindbergh, who with the... Uh, his plane, the Mind you, Cook ran aground quite a few times. Oh, yeah, they you know, did. It's part of it. survived yeah. a few times. Um, it was uh, Lindbergh's plane. It was Spirit of St. Louis. It was his plane. First man to cross the Atlantic from America to Europe in 1938, 39, whatever it was. Spirit of St. Louis? Uh, can't, I can't, can't remember the plane, but it was an old plane. He had a ship's compass as his compass. His seat was a wicker chair. His autopilot was a piece of string or a piece of rope with an iron each end so he could put it on the on the thing. And he had that much fuel of things on board. He had to make himself a periscope with a couple of mirrors so he could look out over the top to see what's going on. And he's trying to get up at heights, but he had to drop down to the water every now and again and check what the wind was doing. And his navigational skills, when he crossed the coast of France, he was two miles away from where he wanted wow. to be. Wow. <laughs> well, that's just insane. That is, you know, I think that's great. Sky, you know, I, I don't, I'll never be travelling offshore and, you know, you know, crossing oceans or yeah. anything like that. But, you know, I always enjoyed navigation. As you, you, yeah. you know, I did my pilot's license yeah. way back when. And I always loved doing all of that stuff. Yeah. The calculations to work out what angle of attack you should be yeah. taking, how much your factor you yeah. should be putting in, in order to get to your location. That's and right. even on, you know, I know this might sound dumb to some people, but on Microsoft Flight Simulator, in, in the smaller aircraft, you can simulate that. And I still go and do night navs using, you know, DMEs and DMEs are radio transmitters yeah. if people aren't aware. Uh, 
And that's how they used to navigate. Yeah. You know, they'd pick up a, a radio signal, or have an automatic direction finder, and hope for the best. Yeah. yeah. And that's how they used to work it, how far they were, because it was how long the radio signal took to get to you. It wasn't accurate, because if you're up higher, it's, it's oh, a longer yeah. track. It's, it was very ballparky, but yeah. it would get you there. Yes. It would get you there, but, you know, when you watch them, you know, out on the ocean. but And I think, I think they're, smart, they're smart arts. Um, to keep, if you're crossing oceans, they're smart, it's smart to keep up with those sort of things because electronics fail. Yes. We rely too much on electronics. Yeah. I mean, generally most people have got backups on backups on backups anyway, but you know, I just think. Well, what happens if America or Russia turns off the, the GPS system? Yeah. Yeah. What happens then? Exactly right. To have an alternative Mr. way. Mr. Google won't be able to tell you there's a traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a good thing. That may be a good thing. Yeah, how would the world be without mobile phones now? Well, you know, even to say, you know, forget America or Russia turning off their GPSs, but a, you know, a decent solar flare at the wrong time and the wrong angle could take out quite a few as yeah. well, too. So, um, you know, and they keep saying that the poles are about to, to swing. They've been saying that for a couple of hundred oh, years yeah, now. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, yeah. there's all these possibilities. I mean, look, if all the satellites on the, on the planet get taken out, we're, we're in a worse shape than me being stuck at sea, not really knowing where I am. <laughs> Safest place to be. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably <laughs> the safest place to be. <laughs> Uh, do, now, another question. Do the tide times vary each day because the height of the water changing, or is it more precise than that? It has to do with the moon. Moon, the sun, yeah, Gravitational yeah. forces. And I think it's five or five and a half hours is basically it, because a lunar month is 28.5 days. So that's why it doesn't marry up with what our... And I don't know who decided on how they set the time and what it is type of thing, whether you could have had something that all worked in together, but uh, it does the job. But, yeah, it does. That's why they're varied. Mm. Uh, normally, yeah, if you work on about three quarters of an hour, an hour each day, tide change, mm. variant, it's fairly close. And more a question than a statement, it, it also, the, the height of the tide also depends on where, where the sun is in relation to the moon. If they're, yes. they're both together, then there's a, a bigger gravitational, gravitational pull. pull. And then you have the Coriolis effect. So there you go. The earth's spinning. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a complex thing. And that's why the Bureau, I, I actually think the Bureau do a pretty, pretty good job. When you, you understand the complexity of everything. I mean, we, we always throw stones at them, but um, by the same token, a question for you, question for you. And I, I suppose we could put this one to our, our listeners as well. Everything's done on modelling now, right? Yes. And the model takes patterns and then creates a, a forecast based on those patterns. The old forecasters used to write up their own charts and make their predictions based on the charts that they were writing on their... Cyclic. Cyclic, yeah. right? Which one do you feel is more accurate, the new models or the old-time... I, I'd use both. Yeah. I would use both. I, I disagree with some of the computer modelling. Uh, for instance... Uh, they keep telling you about the water levels rising and it's going to be this, it's going to be a metre higher and all that sort of stuff. And when you actually go through the records, it actually has risen, but it's maybe risen one centimetre in the last 30 or 40 years. Hmm. And then when you say, and they say, oh, well, it's going to go up this way, you say, well, hang on, look, this is showing... I oh, know, but our computer modelling tells us, well, hang on, here's an actual and you're discounting that because of your computer modelling. Yeah. Oh, well, the computer modelling is more... You know, more advanced and, and, and accurate. Well, hang on a second. <laughs> How's it more accurate? Well, I mean, you know, on my weather, uh, on my phone, it breaks it down per hour and they're usually pretty, pretty good. It's, if they say it's going to rain at two o'clock there, yeah. they're pretty good with that. But that's only recent and not a hundred percent. But by hang the on, way. hang on. You've got to decide what sort of an area you're talking about. Are you talking about my house, it's going to rain at my house, or we're we talking about a wider northern Sydney area or the whole of Sydney. So, you know, it's very hard to predict this yeah, accurately. Yeah. And that's the same with the weather forecast we give for, for the water. It's Sydney coastal waters at 60 nautical miles to sea and about 40 miles north and south. So it's a big area. So you're not going to get exactly the same thing at all yeah. in that area. Yeah. And it could be totally different wind directions, which could right. cause all sorts of... All, all sorts of issues. Right. 
24 after 4. We'll take a break and be back to take a look at some fish reports on the other side Talk of this. tonight with Gary Stewart. AGL is saying they just haven't got the money to spend. This is why Mac Caravan's saying we understand that and they're not a charity. The planning, gee, if, if you haven't got a government and it's only at the planning stage, it can take a long time to get from that to actuality. Yeah, the spokesman said New South Wales had the highest reliability standard in the country and the New South Wales government had received a Assurances that the state's energy security target would continue to be met. Gary Stewart. Fundamentally, we are reasonably sane. When I look at America, uh, I no longer see it as being a healthy democracy. Who should we be doing the deal with, in your opinion? I would actually trust the British more than I would trust the Americans. The Americans don't have a great history on keeping their deals. I have to say that... This is Talk Tonight with Gary Stewart. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? Well, with its unique numbered framing system, PAL kit homes can be easily bolted together and require no special building or carpentry expertise at all. Now, PAL guarantees that their kit homes can be easily built by the owner-builder simply by following their detailed and customised instructions and plans. For more information, you can go to PAL kit homes. That's P-A-L kit homes.com.au or if you want to telephone them, 1-800-024-912 Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport that could make you a local legend, the skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. 2SM Sydney's Talking 2SM 1269 More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network Thanks to Shimano Tomorrow's Tackle today If only I could go 27 after 4 here on High Tide Time to get some fish reports Bobby Dean joins us G'day How are we gentlemen? (laughs) We're good Bobby what yeah, that's good, mate. That's really good. Hey, a few fish around, mate. Good to see. I see there's plenty of bonito everywhere as well at the moment. Ah, oh, mate, they're a plague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me wait another a year or two, they'll be gone. Yeah. Then I'll disappear, then I'll come back, and I'll be all huge ones. Like, you see it over the years. You yeah. Know, like, I, Climate I don't change. Know, I don't understand it myself personally. Well, what about the, pl- the plagues we've had of leather jackets in the past? Yeah, well, that's it, mate. You know, it's just a cyclic thing. Yeah, it's like Menindee at the moment with that, uh, all the fish are dying up there. Yeah, well, a very low oxygen level. That's right. Yeah, just, and there's, you know, millions of fish dying and everyone, oh, up and down. But you can't do anything about it. That's the way it, it happens. Nature better than what it does, mate. That's right. I want to know how all the birds know to head out there when there's, when the water's up and the fish are there and they're coming <sighs> thousands of kilometres away from the coast. And Blakey? I used to work at Liverpool. Yes. You know, as a boiler maker welder. And you had Chipping Norton Lakes next to you. And you'd watch the uh, pelicans. And they'd get the updraft under the clouds. Yes. And they, they'd get up. They, well, it's clouds sound, four or 5,000 feet. And they'd get up and literally disappear behind the clouds. And all of a sudden, they'd head straight west. Yeah. Uh, how do they see it? Yeah, that's a good one. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, you were saying about uh, yeah, computer modelling, mate. You know, we got it really accurately with COVID, didn't they? <laughs> Don't even go on there. the same stuff with climate change, though. So you tell me. Stirring the pot. Yes, uh, and they've never seen it before. It hasn't happened in the last 24 hours. They've never seen it before. Yeah. Oh, climate change, mate, yeah. So I'm supposed to Look, come up at... The climate changes all the time. Yeah. I'm supposed to do that every day. Yeah, right. Hottest day in 55 years. What? Yeah. So, it happens, right? Yeah. Oh, that was we've had it before. That was one off. only a couple hundred years old. Yeah. The best. If we've had it before, we've had it. <laughs> look, records are only made to be broken. But yeah. anyway, look, there's fish around, mate. I'm sure there's plenty of marlin and yellowfin. Mm. Spearfish? A lot of spearfish last week or so. Okay. Off Sydney, so uh, you know, it, it's good to see. But again, cyclic thing, it just matters where the bait's running and currents the way you're doing. You know, it all, it all varies, right? Yeah, so as long as we've got that hot current coming down, you're going to have those fish around. Yeah, generally, but as long as they're not too hot. Well, it has backed off a little bit this week, so that may help the, uh, the exercise a little bit. Yeah, well, currents, they fluctuate from year to year. You know, like, we've caught marlin 12 months of the year off Sydney. And it's all relative to the currents. And you know, some years they're, they're warm all year. It's all relatively warm. You know, might not get under 18. In other years, 15, 16 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the way yeah, it happens. Um, yep. you know, it depends if you get the, the west to east flowing current and pushes up over the shelf and pushes up cold water from the ocean floor and things like that. Uh, but it's, yeah, all right, pushes it up, but it's full of nutrients too, which is uh, great for the EK system. But, uh, yeah, there's plenty of fish around anyhow. Uh, and later myself, we got some really nice history posts last weekend, the 48 centimetres. So that was a nice little three or four hour fishing session. Absolutely. The engines in the Georges River system. And, uh, there was plenty of brim there at extremely good condition. Okay. Yeah, so I was just chucking my uh, old Greg Reed's pro lure prawns around. Yeah. Yeah, 60 mil, 62 mil, and a jelly prawn colour, so that was good. Fish very lightly weighted. Yeah, so, well, good. Yeah, it's good to see this. Uh, the river system is, you know, still very, very healthy. And surprising how many estuary posts are in that river system. Yeah. We used to catch them a lot from Liverpool. We'd animal kids we used to go out there and camp in the weir all weekend. And if we're lucky, the old man would drop a canoe down with us. And so, um, otherwise, it was get right over there in the bush pipe from Fairfield. And it wasn't a bad way to fill a weekend in, mate. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, so that system's fishing really well. Dare I say, the horse, you should be starting to come good with Britain. Still very brown, the horse. Come down, yeah. yeah. Nelson's Point down to the vines, bridges, Tenga. It's always do well this time of year. Yep. And, you know, it's a pretty easy system to fish if you understand the science of fishing. Fish edges are the channels and even up on the edges of the sand flats. That's what a lot of people don't even realise. You come out of Parsley Bay boat ramp, go straight across towards Benga. You come up on the edge of the flat, drop the pit. You're only fishing in three feet of water. Yeah. A great spot for brim. Whitey, flooded. You, know, you don't have to have a big boat to do it either. No. no. Well, I'm taking Gabe up there and showing him and he went to kid. You know, there's just so many places you can fish. Uh, you know, the main thing up there is watching the tides. You don't want to be a tide, you know, too much tide run. No, mate, that's exactly right. Otherwise, yeah, a catfish that, will get you. Hey? Otherwise, a catfish will get you. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why they call it the catfish capital. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I've seen one of his mates smack one on the side of the boat or bounce back and hit him right in the chest. <laughs> That's uh, what you carry a donger for. Bitch, and it was for him. <laughs> That's what you carry a donger for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, they're, they're, I don't know why they put them on earth. They've got to be good for something, but no, I don't know why. They'd have a purpose. Oh, yeah. Don't have a purpose. Actually, it was funny. I, I went for a run. Um, I took a new bar crusher out for a run. Uh, check it out. Uh, on what day was that? Wednesday? And put it in a window. Went down to the bridge to nowhere at, at um, Colo. And it's 40k yeah. run down and back. When I got to the boat ramp, uh, there's a fisheries patrol car on a trailer. I thought, okay, fisheries out in the Hawkesbury. And I'm midweek. That's good to see. Well, we travelled. Bentley came with you. We travelled all the way down to Lower Portland back again. So 80k round trip. And the only other boat I saw was a fisheries boat. <laughs> Not another boat on the water. And, of course, as soon as they saw us, oh, lights come on. And uh, they were good as gold. They just asked you to show them fishing license on my mobile phone. And uh, yeah. he had a look at my esky. He said, oh, that's good. And I said, oh, I saw your car at the ramp, so I expected to find you down here somewhere. He said, oh, is my trailer still attached? I said, yeah, it was. <laughs> he said, oh, good, thanks for yeah. that. But it's, it's interesting talking to fisheries. A lot of few mates around fisheries. Oh, man, shows down in Botany, but yeah, 60% of their work's done at night time. That, that's right. But what you got to remember too, if you're nice to them, none will be nice to you. Yeah. If well, you start off with an aggro problem. thing, they're going to be the same. Police have a, a, a way of putting it. He failed the, the personality test. Yes, yes. You know, and it's fair call. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I always, oh, they see me on the water, they come, always come over and I wanted to check for a licence. I knew I had one, but it was still to find out what I knew. <laughs> Actually, he did ask his mate, said, hey, where's your veggie numbers? I said, well, the boat's not sold yet, it's, uh, so it's on a demo run, and we used to have trade plates for boats. Yeah. Maritime decided to lose those a couple of years ago. We just carry a business card now and just sell him Blake's Marina. Okay. He said, okay, thanks. He didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not his yeah, expertise. Right yeah, but on. we'll see. They mostly want to record off the boat registration what the details were. Yeah. It's very hard. We haven't got a register number on yeah. the side, but it's fully legal the way it was. There was no problems. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, it's like I got checked by, uh, the police once for fishing licence. Yes. And that was down in Port Hacking. And um, then they asked me where my fish legal. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, those two aren't. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it, me, well, mate. I would have said they don't have a record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they're underage. Underage, that's it. <laughs> Snappers out on bail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, like... They load the, load the police up and that with too much, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But anyway, that's what's okay. happening, mate. No worries. Okay, Bobby, thank you for that. You you going for a fish today? Yeah, I might just um, take some more vitamin D. Okay, good to see. What, what I call a grant, vaccination beer. Vaccination <laughs> beer. Where do you buy the red one now, the zero? <laughs> Hello? What's that? You still there? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was six percent. <laughs> Is it? Oh, okay. I didn't know. I don't. I don't drink VB. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Good on you, Bobby. I don't drink water either. <laughs> Good on you, Bobby. We'll chat I soon. Find, I find the beer bubbles too much when you're brushing your teeth. Oh, <laughs> go away, go away. We've you, Bobby. We've actually got a caller uh, from Caves Beach that I think wants to be part of uh, the Blakey Sale of the Century Hour and ask a question. G'day, Ron. How are you? Good day, mate. Uh, great. Uh, uh, you guys are doing a great job. It, it sort of changed a little bit from the personnel they have on the show, but uh, you're doing a wonderful job. And uh, I've been listening to you for, for, for a few years now. And uh, but it's uh, the show keeps on getting better and better. Ah, good. Thank you. <laughs> so, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I was uh, talking about. I was just watching a documentary on the TV, as a matter of fact, a little while ago. It was interesting because it's from uh, come from Norway, which uh, my grandparents and my mother and that came from Norway, and uh, they, apparently they used to have the Russia is very close to Norway in in the, in the waterway, yes. and they started to have these big crabs go into their their territory, and it was a nuisance. And uh, but it's built up to such big. Great quantities. Now they they sort of made a business out of it. They're catching these great big crabs, like four foot across, and that, that type of thing. And uh, they're doing well out of it now. They're, they're pleased that, that it happened. 
<laughs> okay, it's interesting. Well, whether it's nuclear has caused it or what's caused it, it's just. Uh, but yeah. as long as they don't overfish it, it's like these gold crabs are getting off Sydney into deep water. They were a big, big thing oh, for right. 12 months, and they fish, they fish it out basically. Really? Yeah. Well, that's not happening because they're building up, but they are—they're all sort of uh, controlling it. Uh, Good. The authorities have, have moved in and c- controlling how many they take, and and, and you've got to have a license and all this type of thing. So it's become quite a little business for them in Norway. You know, not that they're struggling; they've been doing very well over the years. Norway, they became a very wealthy country actually. Did they? Uh, I think mainly because I think they discovered oil there and. <laughs> And they're gone off from there. It's a very, very uh, wealthy country. And I sort of, um, I sort of remember on yesterday. Uh, I'm di- I digressing. Is that all right if I digress? Yeah, yeah. that's all right. Yeah, well, I, well, I was down. At, uh, went down my local club down here at Swansea. That's right on the water. <sighs> and uh, it's it's a fascinating place. And I had a mate of mine I used to play bowls with, and he sort of give him the game away. And I said, "What are you doing with yourself, mate?" He said, "Oh, I'm fishing now." I said, "Oh, that's great, interesting." I said. Uh, How's it going in the lake? Because I knew they used to have professional fishermen there, and then they stopped it. And uh, they they sort of reckoned that when that happened, the fish uh, built up. Uh, but the sharks started to come in, and uh, it was some, some concern to some people. He said, oh, no, Ron, he says, there's, there's no problem. It's uh, much, much as there's ever, ever been. So I said, oh, well, that's interesting. I might, might uh, give it a go. It's, it's nice sitting in that club sometimes uh, over, over in the water, and we have that, a big weigh station where they bring sharks in and they uh, put them up and, 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 and weigh them. Yeah, they uh, for whatever reason may be. So uh, there's always something going on down there, and uh, I don't get around as much. I'm sort of even backing off from the bowls now because I'm in my 80s now. But um, there's always uh, there's always something going on, and I might I might get get into fishing a bit. I've never done a great deal of it, but listening to you guys for so much uh, for so long, it's uh, making me interested. Well, I actually grew up fishing at Swansea. We used to go up there for holidays with the family. Oh, so, yeah, I actually grew up uh, fishing there. I just pulled up a photo of Norway and it's showing a fella holding a crab <laughs> in one hand at its shoulder height, one leg, yeah. and it's really down below his knees, yeah. the other side. Of, but they're fishing know, uh, with wetsuits on and dry suits and all sorts of things. Yeah, you want to go up there and do a bit of fishing, mate. Yeah, crabs, you get them here, but they're horrendously expensive. Yeah, so, that's right. So yeah. it's, uh, if you're there, you'd be, you know, it'd be pretty yeah. reasonable. Cause, uh, that's it. But it's becoming a bit of a, an industry there, apparently. Yeah, good so, luck um, to them. Yeah, good luck to them. Yeah, okay. So it's uh, big cold up there. I've, I've never been to Norway. That's the same. Grandfather came from there and what have you. He was a fisherman, uh, a seaman, I should say. Yeah. And, uh, but I must go there one, one day and have, have a look. But it's, it's, it's a strange place because they have, you can be playing golf at one or two o'clock in the morning, that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a night I golf course golf in, anymore, so that's out. Ron, there's a night golf course in Queensland on the Gold Coast, it's all lit up. We're going to go, Ron, thank you very much for the call. Absolutely, uh, thanks for having me, thank okay, you. Okay, cheers, bye. We'll take a break. Hey Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic is really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. Okay, Steve. Morning. How was your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at ruok.org.au. Here's New South Wales origin coach Brad Fittler for RAD. Get behind the wheel after you've been drinking and you're putting a lot of innocent lives at risk, especially your friends in the car who've trusted you to get them home. And knowing local roads and back streets doesn't make them any safer. So before you drink, plan ahead. Share a taxi, catch public transport, or arrange a designated driver who won't drink. The life you save might be your own. RAD, R-A-D-D.org.au. If you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option. And with all group franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All group franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgroupfranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, 
our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento. Awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au yeah. or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Now you can join one of Australia's top private golf clubs for a very special low price. At Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club, you'll enjoy superb practice facilities, a magnificent clubhouse, and play golf on an exquisite 18-hole par 72 championship layout. And for a limited time, six-month golf membership packages start from as little as $1,490. But you must hurry. Email leanne at twincreeks.com.au or phone Leanne Driver on 0438 295 813. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. 15 minutes away from five in New South Wales. Look, I tell you what, you can go fishing, uh, Blakey, down at... Uh, Kiama, right. and be fishing at Colborough 15 minutes later with the current that's just off the shore at the moment. With a pro lure? With a pro lure. Greg Reed, good morning. Hello? Yes, hello. How are we? Please. Oh, you got Roscoe. Oh, Roscoe. Oh, you get to Greg Reed. Oh, should, should we go to Greg? Hang on, Roscoe. Yeah. Greg, here he is. We got him. He's honking to the south, isn't it? Yep, turn him up a bit. He's, he's, he's up. It's like he's in. Hello? Talk to me. Yeah, I'm Oh, that's better. You. That's better. Yeah, you like it? I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that current's howling to the south, isn't it? And the, um, the ocean's very warm, and it's full of bait, and it's full of stick faces. <laughs> uh, lots of marlin off the coast at the moment, so mm. that's, that's, that's been going on for a while now. So today, with that big high sitting out in the Tasman there, you're going to get uh, good, strong nor'easters. Nor'easters today... Suddenly due in tomorrow sometime, isn't it? Yes. Um, I think tomorrow afternoon, and um, that'll be welcome. I'm, I'm looking forward to winter, fellas. I never thought I used to. I, I never thought I'd ever say it, but I'm actually looking forward to winter. Um, it's been stinking hot down here the last couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, bring on winter, and and but this warm water is going to hang around for months now. So, um, but yes, he's still. You're still 24, 25, just out the front at the moment. Um, lots of lots of good blacks in that, um, blacks and uh, blue marlin in that. Acres of bait at the moment. This year, the, the amount of slime is off the coast and sourries off the coast at the moment. Um, quite incredible. So the whole pelagic thing's going pretty good. Uh, just it depends on the weather and whether you can get out on those days. And pretty much March, April, this is when the winds tend to back off in between in between uh, fronts. So uh, that's looking all pretty good. Um, we've had a couple of westerlies down here during the week, um, so that should pretty much trigger off. Um, the mullet run won't be far away. In fact, I reckon some have already gone. Some have been making up their mind, but once you get back into the estuaries, a whole lot of stuff's now sort of starting to stack up down the bottom end of the um, system. Um, you can do worse than um, just walking around a river mouth at the moment. Um, with a soft bait or a hard body and then just casting uh, lightly weighted presentations around um, all the entrances to all the creeks and uh, rivers and estuaries at the moment. The flatties now sort of start to stack up down the bottom end. Um, they're also going through, the duskies particularly are going through another spawning period now just prior to winter. Um, but uh, the surface bite back up in the estuary is still pretty red hot. Uh, whiting will start to taper off at the end of the month, but for whiting you want wind in the middle of the day. Uh, the brim surface bite in the basin is still, uh, still pretty red hot at the moment, as are a whole lot of other species. So, all in all, um, Jervis Bay and uh, associated area in the basin, everything um, looking pretty good for the weekend. Yeah, that sounds good. And the cicadas are still out at the moment as well? 
Yes, Carters is still out. Um, they're still singing. They're loving. They're loving the hot water. Yes, uh, hot, weather. hot weather. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's um, you know, we've had we've had a couple of another good dumps of rain. Um, the the creeks pretty much up through that sort of um, north of the Shoalhaven River, you know, Berry and all that sort of stuff. They were in minor flood again last week. So it, it's an interesting time. Um, a lot of the fish, a lot of the bass, some of the bass will start to think about going to the estuary now. Although um, we still pretty much got another couple of months in terms of being able to fish for them, but um, that would have pushed a fish, uh, a few fish around last week. They've all settled down a bit now, but it's amazing. Like these, a lot of these creeks and that um, at the moment, it doesn't take much for them to go into minor flood again um, because the water table is obviously still saturated. But um, yeah, you could do worse than fluttering um, round up uh, one of the little little creeks and tributaries at the moment casting out uh, either little crankbaits or uh, cicada impersonations under the, underneath a few trees or at the base of the rock walls. Um, the bass and perch fishing has been pretty exceptional the last couple of months. And there's, there's one thing we, with that as well, and I know DPI flathead tagging program might not like me too much for it, but I did stick a tag into a perch. Because uh, in St George's Basin, the, the estuary perch were all but wiped out um, with estuary netting. Um, and it's only in the last couple of years, and particularly this year, that I would say perch are now a viable target um, in the basin. Whereas for so okay. long, they were just this mythical creature that you know was only ever spoken of in hushed tones. <laughs> and and if, you, if you had a perch to your name, you're a, you're a dead set piscatorial fishing legend, you know, like but now you can actually go out and target perch in the basin, so we actually probably need to um, we need to get a few uh, perch tags into them just to, to monitor that that population because it's um, been quite astounding to watch it rebound Okay, that's good Which, which, is, good, which is a good thing um, Yeah, and speaking of um, Pro Lua Australia, we've we've got a couple of new um, couple of new offerings at the moment. We've got one new uh, colour in the crankbait range, which is a watermelon. So it's like a classic, you know, dark green, uh, red, uh, red to pinkish sort of belly with a black fleck in it. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, we got a new colour in the in the pencils. So we've got a, we've got a little sixty-two mil sinking pencil, depending on what you're sinking. What are you thinking um, about? Floating model. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what you're thinking. That's right. Do you want it to float down below the surface a little bit or do you want it purely surface? So there's a, a nice bait fish smelt colour and um, in the prey minnow range, which is that, which which is the minnow uh, soft bait, uh, we've just relaunched that with a 12-by sort of stretch formula, so really stretchy and put in a 220mm model for all those big pelagics like kings. So uh, get it in all good tackle stores. Okay. Thanks for that, Greg. Oh, have a great day. Okay. Have a great day to you, listen. Okay, thanks, Greg. Sir, we'll stay with the phones and let's go to Kayama now. Roscoe. Yeah, mate, he's ringing the wrong number. Yeah, well, you get that. See, Kieran's quite. No, it's I, early in I, the morning. It's early in the morning. Only on the big job. That's it. That's <laughs> it. What's happening at Kayama? Mate, uh, we're going to, looks like we're in for a good trot today, actually. Um, if I was heading out, I'd head out now, no, no worries at all. It's a normal link, 15 to 25 now. Um, they've got that 1 to 1.5 metres increasing to 1 to 2 metres during the morning, so maybe later on it might get a bit uh, up there for the smaller guys. Uh, then it's going suddenly to 1.5 metres decreasing to 1 metre around midday. So you're gonna, if you can get in the water now and get through, you, you'll fish for about 2 o'clock before that subway starts to um, worry you too much. So it's worth the trip. Flathead, yes. Brim, yes. Particularly up uh, Minamara. Real good size brim. Good fighters um, and nice eating. Um, further up, the uh, the rocks near uh, the farm there on the northern end of the farm, they're working well with flathead. And, and a lot of, um, snapper coming on there too. Around the corner, the gantry's a bit quiet at the moment, but up on the, um, up on towards the end, you, they're picking up some good stuff. Um, uh, it's, it's touch and go every day. No, it's, it's not touch and go. You'll get a feed, but it's touch and go what you're going to get. They seem to be, um, hammering through there. Maybe there's a big mower down there chasing them or what. I don't know. 
Um, so really we're having a good trot down there. The weather's not too bad for the day. I'll get it in the days because tomorrow looks like a Barry Crocker, mate. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, today is quite handable, if that's such a word. Um, I'm not real good with my English, eh? Not really proper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the rocks uh, behind the pool will be all right today. It's a light normally. Just be careful, though. And along the front, the same thing. Um, the swell, like I said, one to one and a half. That's not too bad along the front there. Yeah. All right, mate. Okay, Roscoe. Now I've sorted out my phone number with the boy, I'll be right. Okay. <laughs> he was given the wrong number. It wasn't yes. his fault. Yeah, I know. Yes. I've got a, you got a fool for him. That's all right. No problem. <laughs> okay, Roscoe. Thanks for that. And talk to you tomorrow morning. Okay, bye. bye. I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm, usually I, I look, you know, forward, uh, each day to be able to chat to PJ, but. Yep. Last Monday was a bit eh, on the yeah. weather. I know he wanted to go fishing. I was just yeah. looking ahead. This high-pressure uh, ridge is strengthening across the state. Winds are supposed to become a northerly and freshen during the weekend as the high-pressure moves into the Tasman Sea. Then a strong cold front is expected on Sunday or Monday, uh, bringing another fresh, strong southerly change. And when I look down for Monday's forecast, southeast to southwesterly, 15 to 20, tending southerly, 20 to 30. Yeah. So he won't be happy about that at all. No, he won't be. Report from Narrabeen Bait and Tackle. Uh, they sit up in Pitwater, Benito and Taylor, uh, back of uh, Scott Island. There's also some kingies and squid up there. Uh, Royal Major Club at North at... Um, uh, Royal Matty Yacht Club in Newport. I'll get it right soon, right? Won't I? Kingies and Benito. Uh, in the basin, there's Brim, Flathead, and Whiting. Uh, Taylor's Bay is Brim and Flathead. Uh, Patonga, they're still getting Brim and Flathead. The rod's good up there. Beaches, plenty of Whiting and Brim. Uh, Narrabeen and Newport, Avalon, Collaroy. Um, there's some Dart and Flathead. And um, in the evening, there's Dewey's on Squid. Rocks, Brim, Trevally, Kingies. Lots of Taylor and Benito on Lures. At, um, also, stick baits are working well. There's still some on the rocks. Is drummer blackfish early morning and late evening. At uh, Narrabeen Lake, plenty of whiting. Very good uh, fish, 45 to 85 centimetres. That's not whiting to 85 centimetres. Around the Woolworths car park, a big clay pot. You know, that's, uh, they're getting a few mulloway up there. Middle of the day as well is uh, Jewish and garfish and mullet. Outside, um, there's Kingies at Long Reef, uh, Newport and the Bottoms. Reef drifting for Flathead and Mowies. So we're going to go. We're going to go to the news. We'll be back more of High Tide after the news. We shall. Who we got after the news? We'll talk about it then. (laughs) 